Turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And we'll begin reading at verse 10. 10 through 20. Book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 10. Here Moses is, is writing and quoting the voice of the Lord. He says, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, for this is commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it down to us that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go in to possess. But if your heart turns away that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God and that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him, for he is your life. And the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. May God bless the reading of his word. And now Adel will come up and speak to us. Thank you, Dean. Wasn't that a beautiful song? Yeah. I'm not saying that because Sylvia's my wife. I do enjoy her singing very much and you know I wish she'd sing more but she's very busy and we understand that and may God bless her these verses that Dean read are verses written specially to the children of Israel and to all the children of God. And I want to go through some of them later on, but I'd like you to, to know what I'm going to speak about this morning. I want to speak about the ultimate choice. He tells them, choose life in order that you may live. You and your descendants. Choose life. Nothing can be more solemn than these words that Moses spoke at the end of his life to the children of Israel and to us all before he left the scene. 
He told them that God gave them a free will and an ultimate choice. Life or death, good or evil, and call them to make a decision, right? From the reading. Choose today. He said, it's your own choice. In our language today, it's your own choice. And your own choice will determine the way of life you deserve, desire to have, or you have opted for. Our tomorrows, listen to that, are determined by the choices we make today. The continuous choices that we make mold our character and determine our destinies. Not once, but daily throughout life, we are making choices, aren't we? The day start with a choice. What do I wear? And I call my wife, which shirt goes with this? Otherwise, it will be a green shirt with a blue suit, you know. What kind of food we eat? You go to the coffee shop, says decaf or caffeinated, and you make a choice immediately, right? You go to buy bread, you want this or that. Will you make that choice? Non-fat, full fat, tastier, better. <laughs> and don't touch it. Whether we go to this place or not, whether we go see this movie or not, whether to make that decision for, we, for our vacation or not. Through all our lives, we find ourselves at a crossroad, needing to make that choice and hope that we hit it right. Right? There's a voice from heaven today for us all. I want to speak three words to you. First of all, the voice says, choose life. You're going to make a choice. Choose life. The Lord through Moses Set the choice before his people. Life and prosperity if you obey. And I always go back in my life, in my preaching, in my daily life to the word obedience. Life and prosperity if you obey. Isn't that a good, faithful commandment? And what is it? That is, love the Lord and walk in His ways. In verse 20. You got it there, read it later on. Or, death or destruction, that is, disobedience. You will perish and you will not live long in the land. Moses pleaded and he challenged the people to choose life. To obey God and therefore to continue to experience the blessings from above. God doesn't force his will on anyone. That's bottom line, folks. He does not. He lets us decide whether to follow him or reject him. And that's why the offer is before, on the table for, before us today. The choice, however, is a life or death choice. God wants us to realize that we would like us, he would like us to choose life. And he does, desires a commitment from you and me today. Before we leave this place, I wish everyone will have a commitment. I want to choose life.
God gave us the power to choose. And you know what? He is no policeman. And he has no police people to send us to pass around and grab each and every one that he doesn't make uh, a decision for himself. If you don't read the Bible, he doesn't have someone to come and say, tell you why you should read your Bible. Or you must go to church. Or you must do this and that. God created man superior to any other creation. And we know that from Genesis uh, there. And he gave man the power and privilege of choice. We are, that's what makes us different than any other creation, creature he made. Up to now, the Lord respect that privilege he gave you and me. He will not force it on us. With that privilege comes choice. Go that, that it's so hard to deny that we have choices to make in life. And it's the greatest responsibility upon you and me to make a choice and to choose to live for Jesus Christ. But the results, if we do not, are tragic results. And that's why you see people living in such a life that is destroying them on a daily basis. Because they did not heed to the voice of God. Choose life. Choose life. In order that you may live, you and your descendants. Obey him. Do I need to add to this word, obey? Obey him, for you will live. Disobey him, you will be destroyed. That's what he told them. And there are no no two ways about it. Now, the second word, neutrality to that offer is no option. There is a story about a man living during the Civil War. You might have heard it, but just for the sake of illustrating the point I want to bring home today. Uh, He was in a borderline state and He was divided in his allegiance. He was sympathetic toward both the North and the South. And classified himself as an neutral man. You watch what's going to happen to this man. After troublesome thought, he decided upon a new plan. He said, I'll wear the Confederate gray trousers and the blue Union jackets. Soon a fierce battle spread in the region where he lived. Then the soldiers of the Union Army shot him in the trousers. (laughs) And the Confederate soldiers shot him in the jacket. The moral of the story. It can be doubly disastrous to halt between two opinions. If you're dancing, I would ask you stop dancing. 
and stop fluctuating. In 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 21 where Elijah met the prophets of Baal. You know what he told them? These are the words. How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. Long ago, our Savior said, no man can serve two masters. Neutral. Neutrality. I am neither with this, I am neither with that. Who are you then? Sitting on the fence and watching what people do. And let me tell you one thing. If you are neither white or nor, I mean, black and white, I don't mean the races at all, you cannot differentiate, what are you, gray? There should be no shades of any gray in the life of a Christian. I hope you understand what I'm saying. There, you should be straightforward. Yes is yes, what the Bible says. And no is. And how about I'm in between? And if you're sitting in your chair today in your seat and say, I am neither this or that. And this was written to the old people of, of Israel. It's not written to us. I tell you one thing. Every word in this Bible is written to you and me. Don't kid yourself. Many contemporary Christians today and Christian churches, I'm not naming, but I know that some of you have experienced that, have completely abandoned the idea of the necessity of choice. Insisting that there is room for diversity of opinion in the church. Let me say this. If you are a sinner. Because you were born in sin. And you needed Jesus Christ to save you. And there is no alternative for that. We don't have diversity of opinions. In the church that preaches the Lord Jesus Christ. There is only one Savior, Jesus Christ. There is no other. And He is the one to save you and change your life and change you completely. No diversity in that. As the war with Iraq got underway in 2003, if you all remember, a main line, I would withhold the name of the church, Protestant Church in New York, displaying its satisfaction about its inability to make a choice, supported some members who volunteered for a pro-military adopt-a-soldier campaign. And at the same time, it encouraged others who participated in an anti-military protest rallies. And the pastor exclaimed, we are trying to cover all bases. We want to stay neutral. Do you know what I call this? I hope you can get it. The no choice choice. The no choice choice. 
the disciples of old chose to follow Jesus and to be persecuted and to die for him. And we have chosen to follow Jesus, whatever may come. Today, this is becoming the norm, isn't it? And numerous churches take the same approach to the gospel, refusing to say anything definitive or conclusive about the way of salvation through Jesus Christ. When we reach the salvation of man, we're playing with his soul. We're playing with eternal things. You're playing with something that is life and death as we heard. And they're not conclusive about it. Let me tell you one thing. This is not the true representation of the church of God. This is not what he said, go to the world. Go to the highways and byways of life. Preach, teach, and baptize. And lo, I am with you till the end of the world. Did we lose our focus? Did we lose our eyesight? Did we lose something that people today, that churches today, are not preaching Jesus Christ as the only Savior in this world? I present to you only Jesus. I have no other message to give you this morning. As Sylvia sang today, Jesus. He's the answer to all misunderstanding. He is the answer to all your questions. He is all in all. He is above all. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And may every knee bows to him. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We need to take a stand. We need to take a stand for Jesus Christ. And when people ask you what kind of a Christian you are, don't tell them, I go to San Ramon Valley Bible Church. This is not enough. It's good that you come. And I encourage you to come. But say, I am a Christian saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. And I am a believer in Him. And I go to San Ramon Valley Bible Church. That should be next one. First, stand up for Jesus. Stand up for the one who created you. Stand one up for the one who died for you. Was he ashamed for you and me? Was he ashamed to take all the guilt? All your sin and mine as we heard earlier? Was he ashamed to go to the cross and give himself the God of the whole universe on the cross of Calvary? Drive these nails through my hands. Drive them through my feet. Put that crown on my head and I am dying for the sinners like you and me. Was he ashamed of that? People are ashamed, but he was never ashamed. Should we be, shall we be ashamed of him? You are either a Christian saved by grace, or you are still non-Christian. You need that saving grace. What's your choice today? Are we neutral? Dante said, The hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in a period of moral crisis maintain their neutrality. I'm neither with this nor with that. Can't you make a decision? Can't you stand up for God? And if you don't stand up for God, who are you standing for? Do I need to spell it? 
We cannot be neutral about the most important question in our life. And you ask me, Adol, what is it? We're coming to that. What shall I do then? Pilate said, what shall I do then with Jesus? Which is called the Christ. And I ask you this question. What shall you do then with Jesus, which is called the Christ? Would you say, I want him to be my savior? Or would you say, with the people who made their choice, let him be crucified. His blood be upon us and our children. Where do you stand? Neutrality is not a choice. Someone wrote a little poem that says, What will you do with Jesus? Neutral, you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, What will he do with me? When before the great white throne, he calls every living soul. And you walk there and you have no attorney to plead. You have, you have no word to say. You're there only to hear the final verdict. When you walk there, he said, you are the neutral person there on earth. I don't know. The only thing I can do with you is send you to the place of neutral people. To neutral hell. What kind of a stand do you want to take? And Jesus who died for you, what shall you do with him? He's asking, what do you want to do with me? You know what? My answer, 49 years ago, that question came before me. And I said, Jesus Christ, I want to take you as my Savior. That's my life. I've been saved 49 years. Can you believe that? Maybe 50. I, st I stopped counting. <laughs> oh yeah, 50. <laughs> Guess what? I got saved in 1957. Before many of you were born. That tells you. I'm Methuselah. I'm an old guy. 1957 in March, I got saved. This is my 50th birthday. This month. I don't know which day. But this is my 50th birthday with Jesus Christ. I made my choice. And I've never looked back. That was my choice. And he took me and led me. Met this wonderful wife that I have. Gave me children. Gave me wonderful life. Wonderful jobs. A wonderful church. Wonderful ministry. And his blessings upon me. He said, why did you bless me that much? But the voice comes from heaven. From heaven. When you were a young man there, you made your choice. You were not neutral. Toward my 
nail-pierced hands. You were not neutral to wear my wounds, my blood that I was shedding for you on that cross of Calvary. And I took him. And one day I will stand before him. Who will say, well done. And I hope that every person who is here one day will hear the words, well done. So what do you do? What are you going to do with Jesus this morning? What's your choice? On whose side are you? The Bible very clearly says, God is confronting the sinners with the ultimate question. How will you spend eternity? And he places the full responsibility on us. Do you know that? It's not a matter that you get saved. I want to save you today. No, 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 no. If, if, he says, this is your life and the length of your days, so choose life in order that you may live. Choose. He's begging. He's pleading. Young man, the Lord is pleading with you. Choose life early. Unsafe person, choose me. Choose Jesus. Uh, otherwise, how are you going to answer to the question that God puts before you? How will you spend eternity? How? We so hope, hopelessly run from answering that question. And we hope that this question will go away. But God is pleading in his eternal mercy the sinners to come to him. Taste what he has. I have full atonement. I have reconciliation. I have salvation. I have a second chance. I have you in my mind because I hate to see anyone go to hell. God did not create you to go to hell. So don't make this choice. God created you to be in heaven. What's your choice today? I set before you the way of life and the way of death. But then he says, he says, P.S. Choose life. I beg of you, P.S. Choose life. Years ago, an old man died on Staten Island. Homeless and friendless. He had once been one of America's most brilliant lawyers and vice president of the United States. In his youthful years, he decided to make a choice against Christ. In the wake of that destiny-determining decision, there followed a life of crime, treason, culminating in murder, and he murdered Alexander Hamilton. Those of you who know the history of the United States will know what I'm talking about. You ask his name, Aaron Burr. They knew it. Each one must make a decision in reference to that ultimate question. What shall I do with Jesus? That's the ultimate choice. What shall I do? Am I prepared to face eternity? The poet once wrote, once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide. 
in the fight between truth and falsehood, between the good and or evil side. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those three Hebrews that were taken to Babel from the land of Israel, and they're gone there, and one day they were asked to worship the golden image. And the king's edict, edict said, this is an order. If you break it, you are going to go to the what? Fiery furnace. The order was bow or burn. The answer came. We made our choice. Burn, not bow. This is your choice today. The word is pressuring you to bow to the moors of this world. To what they offer. This world is a wicked world. And I call it enemy land we're living in. Believe me. Everything in this world works against the Christian. But let us make our choice. And if you made your choice, congratulations. This is what they answered. Burn, nor bow. Let it be known to you, O king. They defied the king and his edict. And everyone who stood with him, let it be known that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set before us. They were thrown into the fiery furnace to die. The Son of God came down and air-conditioned the furnace. And they were going there, low and fro, and the fire did not touch them. And do you know what it says? These men... The fire had no effect on their bodies. Their heads, uh, nah, there was no hair of their heads that was singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Take a stand. Who are you for? Are you going to bow? What's your choice this morning? Christian, are you standing? I encourage you today to take a stand for Christ. Regardless, I know we're facing so many forces. The forces of evil are out there against you and me. But one thing, we know that he is with us. He who is with us is greater than he who is against us. We have Jesus. He went down to the furnace with them. What shall I say about Joshua? At the end of his life, he says, this is exactly the same words. You follow. You either follow our God or their God, the world's God. But I have made a decision, he says. I have chosen that as for me and my Family, we shall what? Serve the Lord. Can you make this decision today? Can you stand firm for Christ? Say, I'm not going to be neutral anymore. I choose life. I chose life. And I don't want to be neutral. I want to make my stand known. And where is your stand today? I want to make my stand known. And for the non-Christians, you have a choice today. Jesus or nothing else. You know, without Jesus, you're bankrupt. Without Jesus, you're living in sin. 
Without Jesus, you, you are doomed for hell. Said Abel, you are preaching hell and damnation. I am preaching hell to each and every person who denies the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says so. I'm not. I'm repeating. I am a voice. It says, if you don't obey, it's death and destruction. That's hell. You don't want to spend eternity in hell. What's your choice? Daniel made his choice, right? He went and visited with the lions and they couldn't touch him. Because Jesus was with him. He was not neutral, was he? Joshua was not neutral. And he followed the Lord all the days of his life. And he lived 110 years to honor God in his life. He honored it when he was young. He honored it when he was old. And so on many, many men of God. And they are still going forward, carrying the gospel and standing firm. They made their choice. Oh, these men of God and the women of God, theirs was the ultimate choice. You can make that today. What's your choice today? To follow Jesus, stand up for him and worship him and live for him and witness about him. Or to say, well, I'd rather be neutral. You know, neutrality, you're saying no, period. There's no neutrality in life. Either yes or no. And that's what the Bible says. And there is no in-between. What's your choice? Let's bow our heads. Christian, Time for us to take stand and to make known our choices to the whole world and not be a weak Christian, but a strong one, firm, standing on his promises and his word. And those who do not know him as Savior this morning, I pray and I ask you to face that ultimate question. Choose life today. Where am I going to spend eternity? What shall I do with Jesus that is called the Christ? If there's someone who wants to say, Adel, I want to follow Christ. I want to make a choice. While every head is bowed. Everyone is praying. I know you're praying in your heart. But If you want to make that choice this morning, give me a sign with your hands. A hand. Lift it up. Say, yes, Adol. I am choosing Jesus this morning. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? If every eye is closed, believe me, I will see your hand and God will see your hand and will take that hand and will strengthen you. Amen. Who else? Amen. Amen. Who else? This is your choice. You don't want to spend eternity in hell. Anyone? Say, Lord, 
I want to take you as my savior. I want to make my choice now and live to honor you. Last call. Is there anyone? Amen. Amen. Father, we commit these souls to you. These hands that were lifted, you know their hearts, you know their conditions. And we pray that that choice they've made is eternal. We thank you for the opportunity to serve you. And pray that you will use these words to be ringing in our ears and minds and our hearts. Always, the choice is ours. To represent you in the right way and to live for you and to honor you for the rest of our lives. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for each and every person who is here and pray that you will be with us all as we leave this place and give us a safe journey home. Dismiss us, we pray, with your blessing. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.